Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Testimony Tuesday. Today we have Laurie Griffin with us. So Laurie, I've known you for many years, but there's still a lot I don't know about you. So tell us about your younger years. Did you? Where did you grow up? Here in Florence, South Carolina. All right. Where um, where did you go to high school? South Florence. And were you uh, raised in church at all? I was raised in church. My mom and dad had us in um, Presbyterian at the time. I had an older brother and an older sister, but um, I was so young, I don't really remember much about it. Right. Yeah, I, I grew up in church. Um, there were several years that we were out, but um, we did go every Sunday with my dad's family uh, with a Pentecostal background. But I'm like you, I, I don't remember much about those those years at all. Um, so you went to South Florence High School. Um, how was your your teen life? Were you a good kid? Were you a bad kid, a sneaky kid? I was the sneaky kid. Um, you know, it was the, for me, it was the thing to do back when I was in my teens was um, to party on the weekends. Right. Um, my parents did not know about it. Yeah. Um, I'd go spend a night at somebody's house, and then we'd go do the wrong things, and right. you know. So you were sneaky, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like that too. I've got a younger brother, three years, and he was the one that just always got caught and uh, didn't seem to care at the time. But um, my mom thought I was an angel, but I certainly wasn't. I just, <laughs> I just didn't get caught in a lot of things. So, um, so I know your husband, Charlie. Y'all had two sons and uh, a stepdaughter. Tell us a little bit about them. How you, how'd you meet Charlie? Um, I met Charlie in uh, 2001. Um, it's unforgettable, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then shortly, you know, a couple years after that, um, we got married in 2007. Okay, so you lived together. Yes, we did. So did you, at the time, did you feel, uh, even though you weren't in church, um, and didn't really grow up in church. Did you just think that was the okay thing to do? You didn't think about it? I thought about it. We both thought about it. We knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but right. we still. Yeah, and the only reason I ask that because it just seems like today, you know, in 2018, that um, that's just a thing in the past where people, you know, um, didn't live with one another before they were married. And then there's some people I know that are in a common law marriage because they yeah. never performed a wedding sac uh, marriage um, ceremony, but they've lived together that long. And biblically, you know, God tells us to, to not do that. Um, but so many people do it today. Um, so it's almost become a norm for us. So y'all uh, basically dated or lived together six years and then you were married. So was your marriage, was it... Um, was it good in the beginning? Was it rocky? What what was that like? No, it was it was a little rocky in the beginning, only because you know we had children previous and we had to put them all together, so it was kind of rocky to begin with. Right. So um, the the partying that you did, um, you know, in high school and all, did it carry over into was was Charlie a, a party or two? Is that something that y'all did? Oh yes. Um, our house was the party place, even when, you know, our kids were younger. Um, on the weekends, people come to our house, and we partied, and my kids had to witness that. Right. 
Yeah. And, you know, at the time, I just, you just did what you I just did to what I wanted to do. Yeah. So now that they're, you know, they're teenage, a little bit older, um, have you all had talks about that? I think we as parents always have that, you know, that alcohol conversation at some point. You know, what's their view on alcohol growing up, seeing that as at an early age? Well, Ryan, I would say. Uh, we've had the talk with all of them yeah. about it since then. But Ryan's the one that um, at first he was like, well, Mom, that's what y'all used to do and, you know, things like that. But now, you know, he knows yeah. that it's not right. So you've you've told me that, you know, your name is Ada Lori Griffin. Uh, now, a married name, and Ryan, you know, what was – what was Ada to him? That was the drunk name? He thought that was the drunk name for many, many years. A friend of mine, after I come to church, um, actually called me Ada. Right. And he kind of got confused. And he was like, Mom, why why did she call you Ada? You're not drunk. Right. And I said, yeah, no. And he said he didn't realize that that was my first name. He just associated, he just associated that with my drunk name. Right. And um, so we clarify, I mean, you're not an alcoholic. No. But you know, you like to have your, your weekends were devoted to party and drinking. Absolutely. All right. So from there, um, kind of tell me about your your salvation experience because it was later on in life. Yes. Um, my husband's cousin, Henry, passed away in 2013 that he was really close with. And Mac did the services on that. Right. And um, Charlie had kind of talked to me a little bit, you know, that, you know, the Lord's trying to get his attention, and maybe we need to start going to church and get the kids in church and stuff. Um, we visited a few times then, um, but then we went back to doing what we wanted to do at that time. Good intentions, right? Yes. Yeah. And then seven months later, in um, May of 2014, uh, Charlie's brother Michael passed away. Mm-hmm. And Mac again did the services on that. Right. Um, Charlie had a really hard time with that. Um, the not, that night, he sat at the table and was just bawling his eyes out. And he said that the Lord was trying to get his attention and, you know, we needed to go to the church and get our kids back in church. Well, at that time, I wasn't ready to do that. I said, you know, I'll support you. I'll go with you, do whatever you need me to do. But I wasn't ready to give all my partying up. I wasn't ready to change then. So we came, um, and we come on Wednesday nights and Sundays, never... Uh, did I leave not crying my eyeballs out? And I didn't understand right. what what I was feeling and stuff. And then, um, you know, it happened on a Wednesday night. I'll never forget it. It was June the 25th, 2014, mm-hmm. and I left. And I didn't even make it to the end of the road. I was just bawling my eyes out. And Charlie said, we're turning back around. You need to talk to Mac. Right. So we came back, and Mac took me over to the office and you know, asked me what was going on. And I told him, you know, I'm 40 years old and I've never given myself to Christ. Right. So, you know, he taught me through it, went to, through Romans Row and all that. And I just remember after I finally accepted him, the emotion and the weight that was lifted off of me. It was just a wonderful experience. And yeah. I, I even said to Charlie when we left, I feel so good. Why didn't I do this so many years earlier? Yeah, yeah I was here that night, so I remembered uh, how excited pastor Matt was and um that y'all had done that so i love that you mentioned that you know that weight that was lifted off of you because anyone who's been truly saved 
you know, at, at whatever age, uh, really realizes that um, when the Bible says that there's a peace that passes all understanding, you know, God is the only one who can give us that peace. Finances can't do it. Relationships can't do it. Uh, nothing but Him can fill that void. And um, I think there's a lot of people that hold on to uh, things that hinder them from coming to know Christ in an earlier age. I think God's always dealing with us through different uh, aspects. You know, Pastor Mac always says that God's always been speaking to us. We're just now listening. So I believe that. I think God uses all things to uh, because his number one goal uh, for each and every one of us is for us to have a right relationship with him through salvation, you know, to realize that we are sinful people and that we need to change, and he's the only way that we can really change. You talked about good intentions. There's a lot of people that I encounter in ministry that have good intentions, but if you ne never follow through and make good on those good intentions, uh, then unfortunately one day you're going to die and wake up and realize you made a mistake. That's right. And it's too late to change that. So that that's fantastic. So now, you know, I've been fortunate enough to um, attend Lebanon with you guys. Uh, I've been here four years. So just kind of tell me your experience church-wise, you know, how you guys feel, how you felt when you first got here. Um, you know, have things changed for y'all? Do you still feel the same about the church as you did when you first got saved? You know, what what's your feelings there? Oh, yeah. Um, I've always said since I joined and started coming that Lebanon is just a very loving church, but the most part, it's not judgmental by any means. Right. And the reason why I say that is when I first started coming here, my um, dental hygiene wasn't the best. Right. And, you know, when I talked to people, I would, you know, use my hand over my mouth so people wouldn't see. Right. You're embarrassed. Yes, yeah. I was. But not one time anybody ever made me feel uncomfortable, right. you know, at any time. Yeah. And then I remember it, you know, it got worse. And my, I said something to my dad about it. And I said, I'm just refusing to go back. I'm not going to go back because I didn't like the way I looked and I thought people were going to say things to me. Even though nobody had. Right. Nobody that's, ever had. That's how the devil worked. But my dad looked at me and he told me, he said, look, Jesus says, come as you are. Right. And it was like a, a eye-opening experience. So I came back and that was the one thing that stuck out to me the most about Lebanon. Well, I, I can say for most of our members and certainly for our staff, I mean, that's one thing that, that, that we want to do and Pastor Max stresses that you know, we're just to love and not judge. And um, if we would do that, I think, um, you know, every church would see more people uh, entering the doors and feeling that comfortable because it's a family. You know, yes. I mean, y'all are like family to us. So um, that's good because there's a lot of people that, you know, just have a bad taste in their mouth about church, which discourages me, you know, because Christ has never done anything to hurt us personally. You know, we may be jaded by people. Uh, and things done in church, but uh, we should never let that hold us back from finding out where God wants us to be and to serve. And uh, I greatly appreciate that y'all have done that. And then I know just you and I talking uh, right before coming on air that 
you know, you were really nervous about today. I mean, I could see it, but, you know, Ryan, he was kind of pushing you. What what was that conversation? Yes, um, I wrestled with it for a couple of days before I actually said, okay, you win, God, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know. But um, I told Ryan, I said, I'm getting ready to go, and I think it was yesterday, and do this with you. And his first thing was, Mom, you got an excellent testimony. And I said, Ryan, you don't even know my testimony. Right. He said, yeah, Mom. He said, um used to be a drunk, and now you're not. And, you know, I just had to, well, wow, you know. So that's, that's the thing that I love. And, um, and I got her to tell you this story for this reason. There are people that are struggling, that are saved, that um, God absolutely wants you to tell that testimony. And I know the nerves and all. Listen, I've been there. But um, never be ashamed about telling people about what God's done for you. And that's all the testimony is. Um, so there's people that will hear this that are struggling that know you should be giving your testimony uh, more and more. And I'd love to have you on the radio, honestly, to do that. But just in everyday life, there's people out there that are around you every single day that need to hear what God has done in your life because there's something that you'll say that will hit home with them and God will use that to plant a seed in their heart and their life to bring them to a saving knowledge of who He is. So Lori, I want to thank you for being with me today. I wasn't sure if you would actually go through with this, but you did. So you're a trooper and did fantastic. Uh, thank you again for tuning in to Testimony Tuesday on the Royal Radio. You can hear these different testimonies every Tuesday at 6 and 10 a.m. and then 12, 6, and 10 p.m. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next Tuesday.